Good morning, everybody. It's 10 o'clock on a Monday, which obviously means that the week can't start until you listen to this show, right? Obviously. I mean, hello. Everything up to now has just been like, I've got to get out of bed and I've got to get start to go to work. But now... This is the now, moment. are you awake? Oh, well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, good morning. My name is Liron Segev, the techie guy. I'm here with Zoe, which is always fun and games. We've already had good laughs in the studio. Hello, Zoe. Good Hi. morning. Hi. How are we doing? Good and you? Ex- excellent, excellent. Now, Zoe, for those who don't know, and I'm not sure why they don't know by now, is the content editor and PR manager at LazyGamer.net. That's true. I didn't even say the S this time, LazyGamer. Indeed. Okay. Indeed, you're getting it right. You're learning. I am getting much better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, um, Alexis Green, um, thanks for the WhatsApp message. Such a cute song. We love it. Okay, that was just for you. Uh, I'm glad you're on board here. Dear future husband, so adorable <laughs> and creepy. But see, hey, hey, whatever, see whatever at, floats your boat. See attached. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, all right, so on lineup for today, we have got a couple of cool things happening. Um, I've just got back from Mobile World Congress in and Barcelona. And boy, are my arms tired. tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should put us in the same no, room together. No, ever. This, this is just bad. <laughs> um, all right, so Mobile World Congress, which was this insane show in Barcelona, and we'll talk about some of the stuff from there. We're talking about virtual reality headsets as mm-hmm. well, which is quite rad. Um, we've also got the product of the year people in studio. Now, if you might recall a couple of weeks ago, Zoe and I were discussing products of the year, and we said we should really get the guys in to work out how don't, it works Don't make out. it sound like it was so natural and like, oh, we should get them in and just... We slated and said, these people, how on earth did they select their product of the year? What do they What's know? What's going on? And then we thought, oh, maybe we should, should find out what they do what? know. Okay. <laughs> and, and we've actually had questions from you guys saying, um, I don't think so. How are these things chosen? Surely those with the biggest budget win all the time. Um, so let's find out. So we um finding out We're today. finding out. All right. So today that's coming up. So we may uh, have to eat our hats, which don't exist. Which don't exist. Yeah. But it'll be fun trying anyway. Mm. Um. Zoe's also got this amazing new technology. <laughs> that we're gonna, ha- we are going to power South Africa without the need of ESCOM. I swear. Okay. I mean, I know this is load shedding. Oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> this, this is, is going to be load shedding technology, like you don't understand. You the can power counteract is load shedding <laughs> by shedding your load. Okay, that's coming up later <laughs> on. I feel like the rest is a bit arbitrary at this moment. It time. is. That's all. That's why people are going to stay tuned. Listen okay. to the whole show and, so and you then, can hear me talk about okay. the best wearable load shedding load device. shedding device. Okay, we'll leave you guessing for now. All right, but I think let's kick off somewhere. Okay, fine. Um, oh, fine. <laughs> fine. All right, no, fine. All right. So, Mobile World Congress. So, basically, there's um, a couple of geek shows that happen throughout the year, um, and they all happen to be at the beginning of the year because obviously every technology company wants to say, "Hey, check it out! Look what we've got for you coming up this year," and they'll be on your shelf before Christmas. Um, the ones that I went to now was Mobile World Congress. It was in, in Barcelona. Barcelona. It was very, very nice. Did you eat lots of tapas? A lot of, lots of paella. Mm. It was very, very cool. Um, and it, unlike the previous trip where I got stuck in snow, there was no snow, so we were delighted. Fantastic. So it well was done. lovely. Um, and in Mobile World Congress, just to put it into perspective, if you know the RAND show, okay, RAND show is quite a big show that we have mm. in this country. The foyer 
of Mobile World Congress is the entire size of the RAND show. Yeah, that's like me at E3 and Gamescom. You there just kind of go. go like, like oh, 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 you like your expos. Come to Come this. to exactly that. So I've got this like Fitbit thing that checks how mm-hmm. many steps you weigh. Uh, how many you weigh. You how many, mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about load shit. I know. Um, so how many steps you trap every day. And it turned out I did 56 kilometers in two days. Nice. Not leaving the halls. Impressive. <laughs> okay. Impressive. Let not me ask that. you something because when I did Gamescom, my feet ended up by the end of the week as yeah. bloody stumps. Like Pretty there much. were no feet it was. after a while. So the mistake that everyone makes the first year, they all got oh smart and suit and work shoes. Oh, no, never. Yeah. Never. Year two, it's techies. Yeah. Or as we say, techies. Techies. <laughs> <laughs> and then you trap the floors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did manage to find some really cool South African companies there as well. Which nice. Is, which is, which was nice to see them um you know you hear the traditional hey brew what you doing here <laughs> and i knew we're at, we right, we at the right how's maybe. it <laughs> yeah exactly that um all right so just some uh, some stuff we, we've been speaking about wearables a lot and we're mentioning it again today mm-hmm. obviously wearables is a thing mm, like, like it like it or not yeah exactly um the cool stuff that i did manage to pick out of out of mobile world congress is huawei has come up with some really cool devices now some of them are... Uh, I'm making a face, by the way. Uh, I'm looking at you making a face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the first, I mean, we know, okay, so let's start at the beginning. Are we fans of wearables? Yes or no? Depends what they are, depends what they look like and what they look like, and depends what they look like. Did I mention what they look like? Mm. Okay. Um, so, a couple of the wearables, I was kind of like, okay, that's nice and whatever. But what I did like about the Huawei wearable one um, is the smartwatch, which is actually, first of all, it's around... Watch, because mm. watches, believe it or not, have to be round. They don't. I like a square watch in, in my Seiko, but well, fair then, enough. I agree a smartwatch does look better round. Both people agree with you, and that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so in, I think when, a, when it comes to a smartwatch, what the typical thing is, you know, what's the golden rule in business? Never let your techies you do your design or your mm, marketing. Agreed. I think with wearables, they forgot this rule, and all the techies are now getting involved in making these beautiful products, which mm. are not so practical. No. Okay. The Huawei watch does is a bit of an exception. It actually's got a good finish. It looks like a watch. It feels like a watch. You don't mind pairing that up with your evening um, suit. You don't mind wearing it out um, casually. Um, it's got this really cool technology that's built in, but actually looks and feels the business. It's one of the first watches where I thought, mm, you know what? I'm not into this wearable, but I'll give this one a, a, a go. Um, we don't have prices yet. We don't know when it's going to come to South Africa. Are there multiple sizes? Because yeah, can I just yeah. tell you that every wearable thing that I have put on my wrist, and it's not like I have an anorexic wrist. Like I've got quite, you know, like a decent sized woman arm, whatever that is. And <laughs> everything looks horrendous on me. I put it on I and agree. it looks like I'm wearing like my father's watch or something like uh, that. I 100% agree with that. It it's always looks like it's an afterthought. Hmm. It's like taking a cell phone, strapping it with duct tape to your <laughs> wrist and going, ta-da, I ta-da. have a wearable. Okay. I completely, completely with you. This one is, why it's beautiful is because it's a watch. It's got a strap, a leather strap. It allows you to adjust it. It allows you to fit snugly around your arm. It doesn't just sit there going, please don't fall off. Mm. Okay. Um, so I think they're finally getting it right. Um, and what I've also saw at the same conference is a traditional watchmaker called Guess. You know the Guess watches? Are you going to make me guess? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's two. <laughs> All right. um, those Guess watches are actually, they've now paired up with a company that has got smart technology and they've linked it up inside the Guess watch. What is critical here is Guess is obviously it takes priority. Mm. It's the main styling of a Guess watch. It's got 30 years worth of design that it hasn't been fudged with. 
And what it's got simply two layers. It's got a smartwatch layer and it's got an analog layer. So your battery will last three years. You'll have no a way. real watch that would last. But the smartwatch side of it oh, is three to, to charge five days. Every day, yeah. Okay. But the nice thing is it's not one or the other. Because mm. with a smartwatch, once it's dead, it's dead. Once it's dead. Okay. And I really I'm I'm gonna be full on honest here. I do not understand the appeal of a smartwatch just yet. Like, I really Correct. don't. It just seems like yet another thing that's going to beep at me and tell me that I'm forgetting something or someone wants more of my attention and my time. But I, the, And I agree. And then the, the things with the watches is that it says, beep, you have a message, and then don't tell you what the message is. So you've no, got to take, so up you have your to cell take phone. out your phone. So the, the 38 seconds in the day it will save me, mm. okay, it's just not worth it. What guests have done, which was quite nice though, is that they allowed you to set custom vibrations. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I knew you were going there. Custom vibrations per application. So you can say, listen, I'm only waiting for an email from this person. Okay. When that comes, please alert me. The rest I don't care about. Okay. Um, and it, it, so it does like, it can set like a long beep and then a pause and another vibration. You can really set it up the way that you want to. So it'll be Morse so, code saying, that asshole's looking for you. You haven't replied yet. It's been three seconds since he sent. Okay. I think they're evolving in the right direction. I think, are we there yet? I don't think so. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And today's Apple announcement of the Apple Watch is coming out today, which the eye people are very much excited about. Can I tell you, I'm a hardcore eye person. I've been on Mac my whole life. They never get it right the first time. I am not buying the Apple Watch. Nobody buys the first generation. Don't buy the first generation. Well, everybody buys the first generation. How many millions do you uh, think they're going to sell? A, a bazillion. Yes. And that's a technical term. That is the technical term. <laughs> so the, it'll still sell well, still sell well. but please, people, be advised. They never, ever get it's it right the right, first time 100%. around. And now with Steve Jobs gone, I don't know if they will get it. Better right at all. the second time. Look, we'll see. I mean, because that's what he was Apple, famous for—is coming in and whipping them all, going, "What have you done?" Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I, I think the important, the catches here is that people have been waiting for this for a very, very long time, mm. and there's a lot of people who will absolutely will just get it because they want to say that they've got it. Mm. Uh, and we always get Stainless early adopters, thing. blah blah blah. Um, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing what Apple comes in. I'm hoping that they would really shake things up because competition is good. If they shake things up, everybody else has to up their game. Agreed. Um, the one thing that you picked up actually was the virtual reality stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's big business now in gaming. So everyone is coming out with their virtual reality headset because we need more screens attached to our eyeballs. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the latest one was actually a massive announcement, which people who aren't gamers and don't deal with Valve wouldn't realize is as big as it is. Yeah. Um, HTC, that little known company that makes phones that everyone forgets about. Right. Good um, phones, by the way. Decent phones, really good phones. But, um, yeah, that company has teamed up with Valve, which is kind of like the end-all, be-all when it comes to game companies. And they are making Valve's virtual reality headset. And it will be distributed through Steam, which is the biggest game distribution uh, software, network, whatever in the world. So it's quite a big deal that Valve is not only jumping on the VR bandwagon, but that they're doing it with HTC. So they've got some good technical backing behind them as well. Whereas like Sony, they're Absolutely. also doing a VR headset. So they've Samsung. done it. So yeah. Samsung, sure. um, Microsoft is doing the HoloLens Absolutely. thing. Sure. So I mean, everyone is putting more screens closer to our face, which is the antithesis of what my mother taught me. <laughs> um, but basically, you're like a blonde. No, yeah. wait, that was something else. That was Doesn't something matter. Else. 
Um, <laughs> but it, it is. It's interesting that, you know, all the companies are pushing this. Sure. But it's that whole thing of, you know, like that, what is that horrible Ford quote? You know, if I gave my customers what they wanted, they'd all uh, have a faster horse, blah, blah, blah. 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 Yeah, exactly. um, you know, is it what consumers actually want? Is it what they're going to adopt? Or is this going to be something that all the tech companies pour sure. their heart and souls into and gamers go, Eh. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you look at any futuristic TV show or movie mm. that we've ever had, it's all virtual reality stuff. Of course. Okay, so we know that those are clearly the predictors of the future. Um, they are the predictions, but I mean, I still get um, motion sickness. And I was reading about it because I get motion sickness when I play first-person shooters. It doesn't okay, have to right. be virtual reality. Just any sort of first-person game, if I spin around too much or the animations aren't right, I get horribly, horribly ill. And I've overcome a lot of it in the last year or two, like trained myself not to feel sick, which is really fun. Yeah, that too. (laughs) But it's a really real problem, and apparently one in ten people have this issue. So if virtual reality goes nuclear and everyone all of a sudden needs a VR headset and all of us turn into our best exorcist impressions, (laughs) it's not going to be very pretty. But they'll still sell a shitload. Yeah, no, they'll still sell like crazy. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's what it boils down to. All right, so um, after our little break, we're going to have Product of the Year guys coming in, and we'll chat about that. Uh, and we've got this amazing clip, which I love. These Americans tasting South African foods for the first time. Tune in for that. If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. cliffcentral.com And that, my friends, is the first of my amazing musical choices. Yet again, I brought my own music to the show. So that was Hugo, 99 Problems. Uh, obviously, the original was Jay-Z, but, uh, you know, duh, obviously. Duh. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Everybody knows that, right? I would hope you do. Otherwise, you're a grandpa. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, right, welcome back. If just um, if you want to get a hold of us, um, I don't know why we give out the telephone number. Nobody ever finds. Nobody phones. No still. one calls us. I'm waiting by the phone. Okay, mm-hmm. um, for a good time. Oh eight six one triple five one eight nine. Again, oh eight six one triple five one eight nine. Or on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. Um, what's Zoe? What's your Twitter handle? At Moonstormer. Moonstormer, and then yes. mine is at Liron, L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. And I will read your tweet, so feel free to tweet me. Maybe on air too. Yes, exactly. Be famous. Woo-hoo. Okay, so um, joining us in studio is Pratesh from Product of the Year. How's it? How are you doing? Hi, good. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. Um, before we get started, I want to, you know, so there's millions and millions of South African products that are out there, and... A couple of Americans got together to start tasting some of the South African products, and the reaction is just brilliant. So we're going to play that quickly. The tasting now. Now they're tasting Bultong. It's like cool bacon. It's like stained glass of meat. When your fingers get really, like, shriveled from water, this is what they feel like. You okay there? I can yell this. It's hard to get through. It tastes like, it's bacon. What is that, bacon bacon? Right, bacon, 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 bacon. It's like you set up to like make some jerky, but after like a day, you get impatient. And so you're just like, yeah, yeah. it's good enough. This is anchovette. Hex anchovette. No, why? <laughs> so there are only girl anchovies in there. Oh, it smells like what they would feed penguins. Oh, this bread was so good until now. <laughs> I like that. Mm. I don't. It just feels and tastes like pate. When do they eat this? 
when children have been naughty. A bunch of fish washed up on a beach and then rotted there for a couple days and then we just ate the sand underneath it. Pilchards and or mackerel and or anchovies. A lot of and ors in there. Yeah, so we definitely just ate some dolphins. Rusks. That sounds so good, right? Look at this, this little old baker woman who's just up to no good. That's what I imagine like a prettier version of the witch who ate Hansel and Gretel. It sort of looks like Diglett, like the Pokemon. This is the evolved form mm -hmm. of Diglett. It smells like those crackers you get at the pediatrician when like you were good and they'd be like, here's a delicious cracker. Someone had insurance. Cheers. Oh, Holy smokes. You gotta have a bite to eat this. You have to have teeth. I would like to like break this up and crumble it over like some ice cream. Oh yeah. I feel like I would eat this under circumstance, but if I had a choice, I wouldn't be like, give me the umas. This looks like what everything we ate this is becomes. It looks like a giant Slim Jim. Or just, I guess it would just be like a jam. This is like sausage that your grandpa forgot about. Oh. Tree bark exterior. Nice moss interior. Ooh, what's that flavor? <laughs> Love it. Well, wow. you eat this up, you put some ketchup on it, maybe some mustard and a bun. Get like a pretzel bun. Put some anchovette on it. Ooh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, Cook Sisters. Right off the bat, these remind me of like Flotsam and Jetsam, Ursula's little eel friends. Is it fried? It smells like anything it's that you fry. It definitely oil. is fried, okay, right? Okay, Minsby. Mmm, finally. These are even better than the rusks. Dog food. Kind of, right? Straight up dog food. This is fing wonderful. What? Everyone loves dough. Everyone loves I, dough. I could eat the dough. Can we just end it on that? I feel like everything <laughs> I think that we, we need to just end it on that. <laughs> because truly, the Americans sum it up best. Everyone Everybody loves dough. dough. <laughs> I'm sorry, how classic was that? Yeah. It's like real South African products that we just like, just assume everybody would just want or actually enjoys, but uh, not so much. Uh, I love his descriptions. They're really, really cool. So, um, all right. So, speaking of South African products, we have something called a product of the year. Um, so, Pratesh is the CEO and Chief Innovation Analyst of Product of the Year in South Africa. That's quite a serious title there. I know. It's better with those it's long tongue twists. <laughs> it, it's, it just gets people to see if they're actually paying attention. Uh, Can it, you actually pronounce it? And then on the, like, the card, it says, like, please turn over to carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, tell us about Products of the Year. What is it? How often does it happen? I'm assuming it's yearly. Yeah, I would hope. Huh? I would hope that it's a product of the year every year. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because <laughs> product of the month would be quite a little bit mm, Imagine that. No, well, so we are a yearly organization. We do, uh, we do a lot of work throughout the year, but the awards only happen once a year. And, uh, we're a global organization. We're in 42 countries right now, been around for 28 years. And in every country we're in, we help consumers find the best new and most innovative products that have been launched within the last two years or so. Okay. Now, uh, as soon as I heard about this, I thought like, okay, cool name, product of the year. Everyone wants to buy the thing of the year. Um, but isn't it just something where whoever has the biggest marketing spend can be like, look at my thing and then win? Okay. So, <laughs> so, so this is, so, so I have to give you the boring parts as well. And so, so the boring story is that no, it's, it's not like that. It's not about your big marketing spend because we do a lot of boring but really good research. So, you, <laughs> and boring research is the best. You, you don't want exciting research because that's not that's not what we're in. So, the boring research is we go to over five thousand households and we do one-on-one face-to-face interviews, 
and we don't ask them about, hey, which brand advertised the most and who have you seen on TV the most? We ask them, you know, in terms of the products that are being put before you today, you know, who are the most innovative? Who are the ones that you may have tried of? Who are the ones that have satisfied you in the sense that you've used them? You've gone like, I should have chosen my words. Chosen. Which products? <laughs> so Duracell wins every year. Yeah. Duracell's Let a me ask you though. Do you like literally come with seven phones and be like, pick your favorite phone or is it based on what they experience through the year and what their phones are and their friends and all of that? So we have quite an interesting, uh, so, so we're a consumer advocacy, advocacy group, to be mm. honest. So we go to all the manufacturers and we challenge them and we say, hey, if you think your product is good enough, Enter it into the process. So it's an opt-in process, but it's based on the premise. Do you think your product is good enough to actually win product of the year and a product that consumers are going to love? If they believe their products are good enough, they opt it in. And then we have a jury day where we get some really fancy experts who come in and evaluate the products. And, and then post that, we go to all the households. And then we take, take an area of products, but... We don't take the physical products. Can you imagine us taking hundreds of yeah. products to every home? It would, it would be tedious. So uh, Nielsen has a concept called Bases, which mm-hmm. is a, um, a research concept where you basically do a concept board of the product pack shot, the pricing, the names. So ours is a variation of the Bases testing where you don't actually take the physical product and say, yeah, you go try this and use it. It's based on, on offering them a proposition. And lots of people go, yeah, but. How does this work? I mean, the, but the reality is when you're going to buy a product, in most cases, you don't actually get to like live with it for mm-hmm. for a week or two weeks before you're buying it. You, you look at the perception based on what the manufacturer is promising you, what this product looks like, and we give them all of that information and it's up to them to choose whether it's, it makes a difference in their lives. I guess what I just worry about, and this was my concern that I mm-hmm. raised when we had our show and I thought this is, you know obvious based on marketing yeah. is that you know if you come into okay not my home because <laughs> i get to play <laughs> we with may a lot of someday the toys. we may come we may come <laughs> yeah. knocking your door someday uh, and but go, if hey. you go into the average consumer's home mm-hmm. um who doesn't get to go to Bar- barcelona Barthelo. and eat tapas and see all the new tech and <laughs> um, if you go to the average consumer's home they maybe know about an apple iphone presumably because that's Sure. Everywhere. And the Samsung phones, the Samsung offerings, because Samsung advertises like demons. Yes. Um, you know, so they might not necessarily be as aware of some of the smaller brands that might actually be more innovative. So how do you get around that? Because if you show me a packaging thing and say, who's the best? And I say, don't know, don't know, don't know. Oh, that's the guy who keeps advertising on the radio. Yeah. I might, you know. This looks familiar. I've seen this jingle. I've heard this. Yes, exactly. Such, and that's such a great question because what we do is we try. they get Asked. <laughs> it's see, awesome. This is why I you sat it. It next makes, to me. I asked the good question. It, it makes it easier for me not to remember. Mention that. Mention that. Mention <laughs> that. So, okay, good. <laughs> so, so what happens is, um, in terms of the research, so we have a lot of smaller brands winning as well, and the reason the win is because. When they have a look at it, the consumers ask a whole lot of questions. And think about it. When you ever ask research, what do you do? You're trying to second guess. What do they want from me? What do they want to find out about mm. all this research? So we ask them a whole lot of questions. And the only ones that we really use in terms of our calculations are the ones that deal with, is this product really innovative? Is it bringing something new to the market? Um, is this a product that somebody may have tried out? And if they've tried out, have they been satisfied by it? And is their purchase intent? Are they willing to go out and spend? Are they looking at this and go, wow, this surprises me. I didn't know it. And yeah, I would I would actually consider taking this money I've worked so hard for and mm. going out and purchasing it. Uh, and that's how the smaller brands actually end up winning. It's because the consumer tries to second guess what we're doing. We don't tell them the purpose of the <laughs> research. We don't tell them anything. So you just stealthily arrive at people's door and go, I have... 
700 questions for you. Do we, you have a minute? Okay, if you yes. live in South Africa, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing we like better than someone ringing our doorbell. So please, come please, in. Please, come on in. <laughs> and the scariest sounds, that's exactly the way it works. Oh, no. no. Yes. You've got to have a GoPro on next time you do yes. this. So, so, please, please, can you film hi, this can next you imagine? time? It, it is so painful because what you do is <laughs> you, you, you go to someone's house. So Love Nielsen it. has this fancy computer program that pinpoints exact addresses of homes you need to go to to get a good representative sample of South Africa. So you go to, and I've been on, on research with them. You go to the store, you knock, and there's no one at home. Um, so you have to go back, come back again in wow. a couple hours and knock. And if there's no one there, then you got to go back to the computer program and it reassigns. Sure. Essentially, you get turned. So the, the rule is very easy. If you go to affluent neighborhoods, they turn your way a lot more than, let's say, lower, mid to lower income neighborhoods. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, so how how long does, it, does an average kind of interview take? Uh, it would take probably about 35 to 45 minutes. So it's like the census. I mean, that's a it decent, is a, decent, it's a yeah. decent yeah, But, but, that's not, but I think that's quite important because there's a big perception out there that it could be a simple three-question web form and you go next, 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 finished, and you go, da-da, we have a winner. This is much more intense than that. It, it is very intense, and we spend a lot of money doing this. <laughs> Nielsen are very expensive for anyone looking at doing Nielsen research. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm going to trouble for saying that. But but it's a lot of money because we want quality. Get, we want quality. It's quality. We could go to some tiny little research agency and do this, but by going to a Survey big monkey all the way. <laughs> oh, for, for the do, do this online and say, hey, can we... Because it's easy. If I did an, an, a web-based platform, I could easily get... Forget 5,000. I could probably get... 10,000 people who will fill it in. At least. But you're not getting quality. When you do face-to-face, you're spending a lot more money because there's fuel sure. costs are getting mm. there. There's taking these survey booklets. There's traveling with your IT infrastructure and all of that. But in the end of the day, what you're getting is really products that one consumers may have not been exposed to. And at the end of the process, when we put it all together, we get really the products that consumers around South Africa are saying, hey, we may not have seen the fancy advertising of this product. This product may have not had fancy advertising at all because the brand can't afford it. But it's a good quality product that I want to buy. So, I mean, so, so do you get that? I mean, if I look at the list of winners from, from, from this year's yeah. award, so you got your brand names, obviously. Yes. But I mean, do you get those kind of little companies which are just entering the market or are maybe not as big as some of the big name brands, which you're exposing people to and say, Hey, listen, pay attention. This is a really cool product. Yes, we, we, we get a lot of that. It's, and you know, in our, that's our mandate really. In our early days, we looked at and we got mainly at the big name products. This year, if you have a look at it, we got lots of these tiny little brands. A lot of people are going through this and go, yeah, I know this company. I know that company. And then they go, I've never heard of this product. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Muscle Easy Gel Cleaner won the category for power cleaners. Yes. Oh, you've never seen it, hey? Not even once. <laughs> not, not even by accident. Uh, but but now that you know about it, you may go. So what are we going to do is okay. we're going to teach consumers about it through mechanisms like the show, through our website, through a whole lot of things we're doing. But what's great about this product? It's if you look at it, it, it's actually quite a pretty looking product inside with little balls that are floating in that have this power cleaning action. Mm. Uh huh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I like uh-uh. those power balls. <laughs> 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 uh, so I knew those guys. Yeah. Um, but, but, no, but that's exactly that. It, yeah. The thing is that I suppose for a brand to be able to have that label saying, hey, we won product of the year is huge for them for marketing. It, it's huge for them, but I think the reason it's huge is because we take care of the consumer first. So what happens is, uh, again, more boring research, and we found that two out of every three South Africans say that they are more likely to buy a product that has a product of year logo. And the only reason they trust us so much is because 
we don't take junk to them. We actually go and we find good quality products. So when somebody goes out and they look at these lists and they go, okay, I'm willing to try a few of these products, they're not going to take their hard-earned cash and go, product of the lied to me. This is a oh. useless product. They take it home. They go, wow, product of the was right. I would have never tried this product any other way. And it's just fantastic. It saves me time. It saves me money. I'm willing to go out there and buy it again. So do you find that this changing consumers' behaviors? I mean, do you find someone walking down the aisle at a checkers or a pick and pay saying, I normally buy a brand A. Mm-hmm. This one has got the label this year. Let me give it a bash. Yes, we do have that. I mean, and again, back to the research. I mean, we've seen the product of the year winners. Uh, so some of the small ones, the global stat is that they grow between 10 to 15%. Jeez. But in South Africa, we've, we've had brands where, you know, if you look at their shares when, uh, at, at one year versus the share when they've stopped using the product of the year, they've grown three times, the sure. grown one and a half times. And, and, and this is how simple it is. The challenge that we have is we get stuck in a rut. So what happens is we know that we use certain products. So you walk an autopilot mm, through a mm. store or, or even when you're buying a tech product, you, you, it's an autopilot. You go, yeah, I think maybe this is a product that's, that's good. I've been told it's great. I'm going to buy it. And what we do is we, it's almost like going and shaking up the person and saying, hey, wait a second. Have you actually have considered you this? this? Have you tried this? Try it out. Now, that's, I must say, that's the one thing I do like from, from a tech point of view specifically is that, you know, you walk into a store after having done insane amount of research online. Mm-hmm. You walk into the store and the salesperson ultimately convinces you to buy the two things that they know best. And typically it's the one they get the most rebates from, yes. mm-hmm. the one they get the most commission out of it, you know, and they convince you. I mean, you know, you walked in looking for that product, but ultimately you walk out with a safer bet because they convince you it's a safer bet. Yeah. What's nice with this is it gives you that stamp. Yeah. It gives you yet another thing to say, you know what, hold on a second. This company I've never heard of before has now got this stamp. Somebody's heard of it. It's been researched and there is an answer. There's a reason why it won those category. Let me give it a bash. But but I like with this as well is that, you know, I often say that reviews are just confirmation bias. So mm-hmm. if I write a review about any tech device or game or anything, people will read it and either say, see, I told you it sure. was great. Um, or if I slate it and they expected it to be good, they'll tell me I don't know what I'm talking about and <laughs> we carry on. Sure. And that's just what people do. They sure. don't actually read reviews to find out actual information they're going to say like oh i knew it would be you read enough of them you'll find what you want yes exactly and what's nice with this is that it's actually kind of hopefully shaking people up and hopefully saying to them you know what you thought was real or not i mean do you do worst product of the year (laughs) (laughs) that would be that would be such a fun thing i don't think companies would opt in though no i don't think we'd have opted well i could i could get all the products that rated the worst in the research but uh, (laughs) you heard it here folks no no but, but the reason we don't do it is because life is so short. Why do we want to focus on the worst products? I want to focus on the best products. Like, I, I don't have enough time to focus on the worst. Give me the best so that I know what I can go for, and those are the products that are going to save me time. But, uh, see, I want to know which ones I should avoid at all costs, so that if someone comes up to no. me on the street and is like, would you like this Powerball cleaner thing? I can be like, mm, why are you selling cleaning products on the street? And then we can <laughs> move on. Avoid the ones that didn't win. Yeah. If it wants, support them. You know, you get it's. It's, it's gonna save you money. We don't, we don't live in a society where people have endless amounts of cash to just throw at stuff. So, mm. look at the product of the year winners. We've had people just like you who chose this. Ordinary South Africans. 
Okay, well, I mean, that's cool. The thing that, at the end of the day, we do do everything on automatic parts. I mean, we do just walk down those aisles. Nobody wants to be there in the first place. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, goody, you're going to go grocery shopping. Woohoo. Yeah. Okay, we just don't do that. Um, so you want to spend as little time as humanly possible. So you walk down, you know where the aisle is, you know where the product is, what height on the shelf it is. You literally just walk in there, getting into your trolley, and off you go. Um, a nice thing with this is that it does say, look, you know, you're here anyway. Walk the extra half a step. Pick up another product and then give that a bash. It might be the same price. It might be a different price, but just something different. And you might be surprised to, to find out that it actually works a lot better than what you used before. Yeah, because you know what's one of my big problems? One of my big problems is as consumers, because we stick to the products we think are the best and the ones that we use out there, the reality is people are innovating. They're using fantastic technology to create these amazing products. They stick it on the shelves after hard work, so going through buyers and all of these issues. Sure. And then you walk past it and you don't support it. And then what happens? They discontinue it and you get stuck with the same, same crappy technology that's been around for that's the last 20 years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. is that one of your insights that you've managed to, I mean, how many years have you done product of the year in South Africa? Uh, in South Africa, eight years now. It's a long time. It I mean, you've got, do you getting any insights from, from this? So if you look back at the last eight years, could you just, um, are there any trends that come, that kind of pop out and say, you know, based on this, here's what we discovered. Yes. So uh, obviously we work very closely with manufacturers. And what we found is that challenging them to be part of the process also means we've now challenged them to bring in technology from global markets as soon as it's released. So some of the bigger players have now realized that they can't sit back and just have this long innovation mm-hmm. pipeline where our counterparts in the US and the UK are getting stuff three years ahead of us. It's not that they're launching at exactly the same time because – if they don't do it, their counterparts are going to launch something more innovative and they're going to lose out in the market share. So this race for market share between manufacturers and the race to win the consumer's approval has become a lot tougher thanks to product of the year being in the market. And that's something we've definitely seen. Yeah, but I mean, that's awesome because we were talking about earlier about competition. I mean, if you know that your competition is bringing it earlier, you're going to have to up your game so that you can bring it, be in the same playing field. And this kind of does this for you. It gets you, it gets you into that game fast and furious and you've got to go out there. Yeah. And, uh, and also it gets us respect to South African consumers. I mean, um, yeah. globally a manufacturer may think about this, but you generally have if the global companies, the execs are sitting up there somewhere in the Northern Hemisphere looking sure. down and going, yeah, South Africa, those consumers won't appreciate this product. Right, right. It's too advanced for them. Let's, mm. let's, let's oh, not love that. It does happen. Mm. Of course it, no, happens. it does. We know that. Yeah. We know. And, and what we're challenging them saying is, look, we're smart, savvy consumer, consumers and we have the disposable income. Give us some respect, guys, in the global space nice. and, and launch your products at the same time here as you do in other markets. Uh, uh, I think that makes a lot more sense now. We, I think we're more informed. I think we are more informed, and I, I apologize for brushing off your product of the year no, last time we discussed it and thinking it got that here, it was so it's great. But that's, <laughs> all, that's why we we investigative. We are investigative journalists. No carte blanche theme, right? Indeed. Okay, just Indeed. checking. Um, I do like the one thing. I mean, what you said was exactly that. If there's an innovative product that nobody's buying, they'll simply stop innovating, and it'll be discontinued, and you get stuck with the same old cuck that you bought in yesterday. So yeah. it definitely something that you guys need to look out for. Product of the year, it's a sticker, um, it's red, you can't miss it, um, it's like on these, on these labels, brands that have won it are very proud of the fact that they've won it, so I suppose next time you're going doing your shopping, look out, look out for those um, stickers and give it a bash.
cool. that's not what happens. Thank you for coming yeah. and telling us all this inf- interesting information. And thanks for having me in here. It's great to finally see where Cliff Central is. Ta-da. Yes, awesome. ta-da. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. And beautiful. We're, we're going to go to a song, but first, I just have to say that on my Twitter, I'm yeah. having a bit of a fight about whether Jay-Z with banjos is acceptable or not. So there's a bunch of people going back and forth telling me I have no taste in music versus all the taste in music. So these, 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 Wow. These are co- complete opposites on yes. Twitter? Can't yeah. be. Can't be. <laughs> what? People disagree? Never. <laughs> <laughs> cliffcentral.com So that was Nico and Vince with Am I Wrong? See, I have some like alternative taste. It's not just hard rock and... Dear Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Twitter, please don't hate me for my Jay-Z with banjos. It could have been a ukulele. It could have been worse. Right? It could have been. It could have been. Mind you, I did dig that Amanda Parker when she was here. Palmer. That's what I said. Palmer. That's what I said. Okay. Okay. Um, don't play this back. Um, right, okay. Don't so, cut that from yeah, the podcast. Note to self. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was quite cool. I mean, it was nice that we actually explored something that we thought we had an opinion, and we thought, oh, and come we on, wrong. and we were wrong, and we happy to admit we were wrong, and this is what we do, why we do what we do, how we do it. You can tell that we're both married. We're both yeah. very willing to admit that we're wrong. <laughs> you know, that like, gets to this point. It's like, okay, sorry. Sorry, I was My wrong. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Half breakfast. Okay. So, um, it was nice. The fact that it wasn't who's got the biggest marketing budget. It wasn't who can, you know, fast like, Who fingers, opens their doors who for opens strangers? Who opens their doors for strangers? <laughs> and I'm so surprised these people who actually open their doors for strangers. Terrifying. I really want them to have a GoPro camera. They next, have to. I think next year, next year, that's my advice is that they must have like an hey? outtakes shoot. Of all the doors they knocked on, was like, no, sorry, we're not interested in Mormonism. You've read my meter already. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. Damn you, load shedding. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And on the load shedding note, we have discovered, well, I mean, we, no, no, we, we. Well, I, I'm, I'm not taking the credit. I'm merely saying we because we, I'm raising it. Mm-hmm. But this is such a zone raising story. it. Oh, yeah, all the puns. See are getting there. all the puns. Uh, Be prepared. This story. Get, um, it's not hard to follow the story. It's not hard. Okay. It's not hard. But well, it Zoe should be. Has got the solution to for load shedding. Yes. I mean, over so. To me. Um, I, I found this this beautiful link from a site that I'd only heard about in Legend, because obviously I would never, never. actually huh. know about a site called Pornhub. Um, oh, what's yes, that? what's that? You <laughs> might say after clearing your history. Um, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. So Pornhub has come out with a a very special piece of technology, which I keep searching if it's a spoof because there is no way that this could be real technology. Like there is no way. And yet, if they made this, this would be the most innovative. This would win product would of win. the year. Uh, product of the year, hands down. down. Oh. <laughs> um, it's the Wank Band. and I, I'm sorry, say that one more time. Wank Band. For right. wankers okay. of all types. It's it's gender, it's unisex, so it's gender neutral. Fair enough. As you move the band in an up and down vigorous motion, it generates electricity, which you can then use via USB to charge your devices. So, as one does. Yes. So the, the logic goes that you would use it as a wearable during your 
um, self-pleasuring times. And such chosen words. <laughs> such chosen it. words. And, and thus you would generate dirty power, as they call it. And you could in turn charge the tablet slash phone that you are viewing your pornographic material on. So it becomes like carbon neutral, energy saving, masturbatory experience. Okay, so I'm 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 hearing you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean we've got this YouTube clip that um that that actually explains how this all comes together. Comes together, um, nice, nice, the, classy. The, I, I like the. I mean, the only thing is that you, the one thing they do mention it that it will charge your laptop. Yeah, I don't know what laptop charges okay. by USB. And you really be going, gonna be going at it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, generate, this is why. No, this is why I we think, think we it's need a to. Might be a bit of a spoof. It could be a spoof, but also this is why it's got to be targeted at the teenage male so. population, and then South Africa would never go dark again. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, should we should we play the clip? And, I, and, and if see? you've got it. Oh, I just want to see. See if it's all ready to roll. I don't know if don't it know. is. I can't see the screen. Let's do it. Okay, it's coming on. It, this is Are very you, quite, is quite, this the And how much energy you consume in the process. It's well known how incredibly fast we run out of our natural resources, and what's worse, how much they pollute in order to create energy. All the time you spend connected, you are adding to their use. At Pornhub, we realize that by offering our users millions of hours of adult content, we are part of the problem. That's why we're going to show men how they can save the planet while doing what they do best. Pornhub presents the Wank Band. The first gadget for the wearable tech era that allows men to love the planet by loving themselves. A device that generates power by motion and adapts naturally to your routine working during your most relaxed and self-gratifying moment of the day and generating electricity from a natural source manpower here's how it works the band contains a valve with a small weight inside that generates and stores energy when moved in an up and down motion and we all know what exercise does that move right now just plug any device you need to charge into the USB port on the band Smartphone, laptop, camera, tablet, and voila! You are creating dirty energy. Organize eco-orgies. Turn your jobless roommate into a productive person. And now, when your partner catches you... See, turn your roommate into a productive person. That's what we need. This is like group power. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Brad says on WeChat, he says there are two types of people who go onto Pornhub. Those they say they do... And those that lie about it. Exactly. Okay. So I think they're targeting those kind of people to... The ones that do or do, do, or the ones who lie the, about it? Because if you're lying about it, you cannot be seen with your Pornhub Fitbit wank band. Because, uh, I, I, I mean, is this something you go and like put on? Because, I mean, is it like, oh, it's it's time to load up Pornhub. Let me put my wank band on? Or would you I wear it wear all it, day? I think it's a wearable. It probably tracks your steps. It probably does all... If it's a real McCoy product... I mean, in all fairness, if it's a real McCoy product and mm. it does everything that the Fitbit will do. Like but the Fitbit uses that, energy. Uh, sure. So the question is, does it charge itself as you, you know, mm. so, you know self-winding watches? We've yeah. had those before. Yeah. It's not new And we have those watches that, uh, the, the kinetic so, ones. There we go. So, so I, mean, I mean, that's why I think this could be, could be a thing. Could be real. Uh, unless what they're doing is they're saying, sign up now to be a beta tester. Yeah. Okay. I like the way that they write that. Yes. A BA tester. Yeah. Um, so I think if they get enough of these, enough of these, 
people signing up. They might well, I'm even sure make they will. Thing. I mean, the, that video has like how many millions of oh, views? I mean, it's ridiculous. So I think it could take off because honestly, like I see nothing wrong with this tech because they, okay, the video starts by saying men, but it actually goes on to no, say like men sure. and women can both use it. Sure. And honestly, like it could be good for couples. It can be good for singles. It's not like it's limited in that sense. Uh, and by the way, it, it will charge your devices so that if you're stuck on the side of the road, uh, this is the only thing I've had a problem with. If you like got like 2% battery on mm. your phone, do you then like fire up <laughs> your wake <laughs> well, bed? Well, I just thought load shedding on the one hand could be improved. On the other hand, could become very awkward. Like, oh, what what happened to your phone? Oh, no, it was running flat. I'll be back in I'll two be, minutes. Yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> All the lights are out and then the lights go back on again. Like uh, full blast, oh, like a surge. You know, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, all right. So whether it's a spoof or not, we're not sure. The jury's still out. I hope, I hope it's real because this also, is my thing with wearables. I agree. And this is my issue that yeah. I was trying to say earlier that I will repeat now. I haven't had a wearable where I go, that's going to improve wow. my life. Yeah, sure. That's going to make my quality of life better. Whereas this, you can have all sorts of uses for. It's going to improve your relationship sure. with no. yourself or others. Um, and others. <laughs> and or whatever. <laughs> it's going to improve your relationship and generate electricity and charge your phone. So for the sake of research only. Mm. We'll have to keep watching that Pornhub website. Yes, for the sake of research. In case that does come out as a real McCoy product. Indeed. Okay, uh, only for research. Uh, we're committed like that. We are committed. Look at, look I mean, at look how what we, we brought in. I mean, hello. We brought in okay. Nielsen to come explain their products. We will go we, to the ends of the internet. <laughs> on the air to discover, the deep dark internet, to discover whether this is real or not. Indeed. We shall not rest. Mm. Speaking of resting, it's time to go home. Okay, <laughs> so Zoe, thank you once again. Obviously, fun, 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 always, always exciting, always uh, on top of things. Um, with, I mean, who else would have brought Wank Bad to this? Only I mean, me. let's be honest. Only me. Um, all right. If anybody wants to get a hold of you and they haven't read your website, I don't know why. I don't so know why. I don't know the, who they are. What, listen, both people. Okay. <laughs> Tens um, of you out there. <laughs> if you haven't visited the website, it's lazygamer.net. You can find us on YouTube, LazyGamerNet. You can find us on Twitter, LazyGamerNet. We're on Facebook. We're basically everywhere you would want us to be and some places you wouldn't want us to be like Instagram. I think we have an Instagram account, which is just oh. terrifying to imagine. <laughs> um, otherwise, if you want to follow just me and my sparkling wank bandy personality, you can find me at Moonstormer on Twitter. Fantastic. I mean, I, I want to see that in your Twitter handle. Wank Bandy? <laughs> like, uh, under your profile. <laughs> That'll be awesome. You'll get, you'll get one or two butts, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> only, I'm only, sure. only one or two. All right. And that's from me. Uh, my name is Liron Segev. I am the techie guy. So it's thetechieguy.com. And then on Twitter, it's at Liron, L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. And this wraps it up for another episode of Talking Tech with a Techie Guy. Woo. Talking Tech. With the Techie Guy, Leon Segev, on cliffcentral.com.